Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hey Wiley, Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing? I'm doing great. I'm ready to talk some sports here. Yeah, a lot of things surprisingly went on yesterday that we didn't know were going on. So looking forward to talking about all of it. How do you fumble Nia Long? <laughs> I mean, I know we're <laughs> about it, but that's crazy. Yeah, we'll uh, get to that story right away. Let's get to today's headlines. Brought to you by the Sporting Tribune. The Sporting Tribune is your go-to destination for the best coverage of your favorite teams in Southern California, Las Vegas, and Hawaii. No paywalls, no ads, no clickbait, no pop-ups, no autoplay videos, just your teams and a clean reading experience. Stop paying a subscription fee to watch a commercial take over your screen. Visit thesportingtribune.com today. Hit it, Jihei. Five. Well, the Celtics coach, Im Yudoka, is facing disciplinary action, including a suspension for having a consensual, intimate relationship with a female staff member. Guys, what are your thoughts on this issue? This is a fascinating story, obviously. I mean, uh, but I, I don't see a scenario where he coaches this season. Really, when, when you have a situation where they're talking about a uh, long-term suspension, you know, the, the drama and the headlines that would uh, come about if you were to come in midway through the season, uh, you're, you're just much better off at that point suspending the coach for the entire season. Really unheard of, though. I mean, uh, um, you know, we've, we've, we've seen players, and I, I'm trying to think of the last time we've seen a coach be suspended for the uh, season. But again, for a relationship, I mean, the, the stories that are going to circulate in Boston is crazy. Again, it's a big city, but it's also a small town. I mean, the way that they cover the media there, the way that they cover their players and teams there, um, a lot of stories are going to come out about what happened, what went down. But again, I mean, this is a major story. I mean, you have a a team that played in the finals last season, one of the best coaches in the league. Yep. Now he's going to be suspended for the entire season. Yeah. Um, just responding to that, it's it's crazy that this all of a sudden comes out when everyone's praising Ime Adoka for what he did leading that Celtics team to the finals and a finals matchup that a lot of people thought they could have won um and it, this is just i know the staffer that he had this relationship with is married 
know that Ime Adoka is married, although there's now some information coming out that they may have been separated, him and Nia Long. I don't know about the female staffer's side. Either way, this is these people are working together. You know, it's this is a business relationship. It's not supposed to be, you know, a consensual relationship because it affects the the team and it affects the the business of the Celtics. So a year for this, I mean, the Celtics. Look, it's 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 hard to judge this, right? Because I'm sure there's more information coming out. But Arash is right. The media and the just the all of the reactions if he were to coach this season would be kind of crazy in Boston, you know? So it's it's just, this is a PR nightmare. So I, I agree with you. It's a total PR nightmare. But like, um, is it fair to ask this question? What What's going to happen to the female um, co-worker? Because she's in the wrong too for the, for, for um, bad conduct or whatever, misconduct um, as well. I'll let the other guys chime in in a bit, but I, I think in this situation, um, again, you know, like if you want to compare it to a company or a corporation, you know, um, she is his employee. It's sort of like, you know, when you have a boss having a relationship with someone who is below them in the like organizational chart. Uh, she may be in trouble as well, but it generally falls on the b- boss there, you know. And, and so at the, at the end of the day, uh, that's why, again, he's going to get the headlines. It's interesting, obviously, with the Nia Long connection, this obviously becomes kind of a Hollywood story as well. So even if you're not a sports fan, if you're just, you know, a, a fan of hers, again, this story is going to be a, it, it, like it is a huge story. It's only going to continue to grow. My first thought was, if the Celtics were not a championship contender, would Ime Yudoka have kept his job? Because it seems like this is going to be a really tough scandal to even come back from, even when he does come back. People are not just going to forget about this. Now, uh, Brandon brought up a point that, you know, can we be the moral police here and, and really vilify him and suspend him for a year? And on that topic, I mean, I'm watching the Lakers documentary on Hulu right now. <laughs> Phil Jackson and Jeannie Buss, it, it's happened before. They just kind of reported it to the, to the uh, HR staff of the Lakers so that they didn't get into trouble for, for their relationship. And that was also consensual. The difference is obviously the cheating part. But I mean, Phil was the Lakers coach. Jeannie was, I believe, a Lakers employee at the time. So there, I mean, there is some sort of precedent, I think. And this... Yeah, go ahead, Arash. Go no, ahead. Real quick. I mean, there's no chance that he keeps his job if he is not coach of the year, top five coach of the league, just coming off of a final appearance, mainly because it is just so uncommon to suspend a coach for an entire season. Again, that happened with Sean Payton. I think that was more of a league thing. But to have a team effectively tell the coach to go home for a season. So again, let's just say the Celtics do have a fantastic season play into June. I mean, you know, so not a calendar year, but for this entire season, he would be gone. Generally speaking, you would just part ways 
with that um, coach. The 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 look the slight difference uh, with the genie and Phil thing is that genie was working in corporate with the team again. Yes, they were under the same roof, same team. But Genie at that point in time was working in corporate sponsorship, corporate deals on the business side of things. This one is a very, um, you know, tight relationship where they're where they're effectively on the same staff. And not only that, they're on the, yeah, they're on the same coaching staff, and he's in a position of power over her, which yeah. is why it, it raises issues. You know, like Arash mentioned in a workplace. If you're at like a law firm or something and you are a lawyer and you're having a consensual relationship with a let's say a paralegal that paralegal will have to quit the law firm basically if you guys want to date right it's one of those things and um obviously there's some infidelity part of this issue but it's just for me it's like this he's only suspended a year i feel like for the pr because of Nia Long, because of you know how publicized this is going to be and of course, like Arash mentioned, if he wasn't a top five coach, he'd be fired. Um, then again, I don't know if a year's suspension is viable for this type of situation. I, I wouldn't have suspended him for that long. I would have handled it differently. But then again, I'm not working in Boston media. So the reason it has to be a, a year, in my view, like if I'm in that meeting and we're talking about what we could potentially do, this is a big story now. Right. And and we're going to be talking about it for the next week or so. Um, and then it will go away and the season will start and the Celtics will continue to play. If you had effectively given them a half a season suspension, this becomes a massive story during the season. And let's just say the Celtics, again, they're a fantastic team on paper. Let's say they have a great start. And now it's sort of like you're bringing back this coach who was suspended. Why was he suspended? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's why it becomes a story again. It becomes a problem where it's actually uh, it behooves the team, I think. Just, OK, well, let's just do it for this entire year. Just go home, you know, take some time off, come back in June and like, let's see if we can go forward. This might also be a situation where if he gets it, and again, we don't know how long the suspension will, will be. Like if it's one season and the Celtics have an amazing season, let, let, well, let's just say crazy things happen. They go on to win the championship. I mean, there is a scenario where he does not keep his job. Well, also, I think it's important to note that Boston is the same city that saw, I wouldn't say a similar situation, but the Alex Korofman, you know, with Houston, yeah, yeah. Um, how he was going to get a suspension um, and the Red Sox said, OK, you won't be the manager for a year and then you'll come back in a year to avoid this publicity. So this isn't something new for the city of Boston and how their professional sports teams handle it. I'm just saying. For me, I'm attributing it to, yeah, he's a cheater, whatever. I mean, it, I mean, but there's still information to come out. If they were separated, whatever, right? Then that's a whole different situation. But like Deshaun Watson's coming back after 12 games, right? For doing something incredibly far worse. And I get it. And that's a PR nightmare in of itself. And I'm like, I know it's two different leagues, but he's allowed to come after 11 games. 
he made Adoka should coach the whole season. But so like, real, real quick, this is not about him cheating. I mean, like, even if he was in a committed relationship and they weren't separated, this is not about him uh, cheating. This is about if you're running a company, you cannot have uh, the head of a department, for example, uh, any relationship with an employee. And again. It can be consensual, and we can say it's consensual, but at the end of the day, um, this assistant coaches or this staff, you know, her job is really dependent on the coach being happy with her. And so we can, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was consensual, but there is pressure in that respect of like, okay, I, I don't want to make him upset. And I'm hoping that this relationship is great because if it's not, I don't know how we continue. So it's more about the work dynamic. I think yeah. a lot of players and coaches, unfortunately, are not faithful. They cheat. This is not about that. If you are running a company and the head of your department is in a relationship with someone that they are like over, you know, trying to use the right terminology, like in the like organizational chart, if that person reports to you, you cannot be in a relationship with that person. Yeah, I know, 100%. Yeah, at the end of the day, this woman is her, his, his, I don't want to say lesser because women are not lesser, but like, but she is quote unquote below him um, and is working for him. Yeah. Uh, so just something to be, uh, a, a story to be developed, right? Well, moving on, the league insider Shams said that the Lakers had to give up two unprotected first round picks to set Russell Westbrook for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald in return. Guys, was um, is this a mistake by Rob, or was this a mistake by Rob Palinka? Yeah, listen, you have to do this this deal. If if basically, and this is how I view it, I mean, if this deal hinges on one first round pick, and the reason that I say that is is again, they are. I think they are. They know they have to part with one. Uh, so this is about that second first round pick. At the end of the day, Russell Westbrook is aware of all of these conversations he's aware of what's happening if you feel that you can just run it back or run it back to whatever extent with russell westbrook and he's going to be cool i i just don't see that is that 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 that, that can happen what what would happen with a healed uh you know turner trade in, in my view is that at least that gives you a chance to contend i really truly believe that that, that just that new um influx of a talent and uh it it, it once again enables you to contend because if they bring back this the same core group, they have no chance of success. So listen, Rob, at the end of the day, my prediction was you would give up more than you wanted to. You would give up more than you should. You should. You should give up that second unprotected first round pick. Well, I also think it's important to note that Bogdanovich just got traded for Saban Lee and Kelly Olynyk, which isn't like a great package by any means. No offense to Saban Lee or Kelly Olynyk, solid players, but they were asking for a pick for Bogdanovich from the Lakers. It seems like they're always asking for the Lakers more than they are for other teams because they think Rob will like, yeah. will, you know, blink and he'll give up a pick. But I'm actually, look, I, if I was, if I was Rob Polenka, I think that this this Pacers deal could get done with two top, maybe four protected first round picks. That's what I'm thinking from from this side. But then again, it's like Bogdanovich was traded. At this point, if they don't do this Pacers deal, if they don't figure something out, they're going to have this roster going into the season. 
And we'll see. They think they have leverage and they can trade Westbrook if he's better by the deadline for a smaller package for Miles Turner, Buddy Heald. So I don't know. Yeah. I think it's it's um, one of those things where we've had this rumor floated around for so long. Now that we actually have confirmation that a deal could have been done, it puts a lot more pressure on Rob Palinka because it makes it like, all right, you had the choice. You didn't want to take it. That's fine. But is this roster good enough? Because obviously you can't waste another year of LeBron and AD. My whole thing with the Pacers deal has always been that Miles Turner would be a, a really nice fit for for me alongside Anthony Davis. But I don't really see, even going back to when he was on Sacramento, I don't really see the need for Buddy. And I know that Buddy can shoot and LeBron likes shooters around him. I just I think that they have at least for that buddy healed role. I would rather see guys like Austin Reeves get that opportunity, even if Buddy might be better right now. So I think the Lakers, the center position is still a, a position where I'm very concerned with Thomas Bryant and Damian Jones. But I think that they have enough to not want to leverage the future. I still don't think you know down the line if they were to trade those two picks it could turn into a massive disaster uh, again again sorry to interrupt you guys but um i don't and i don't know if this is fair to ask or anything like that but the lakers are currently in camp everybody's currently in camp right now Not and real, real, well real, real, they're, in their, they're in their like yeah they're in their like preseason right arash real, real quick the the media day and by the way this will be the most um like anticipated media day in a long time will be on Monday. And so once media day is done, Rob Palinka, Ham, the players talk to the media. That is effectively the beginning of training camp. Um, so we'll see what happens. But with, but with that being said, since it's coming up so closely, yeah. isn't this going to just kind of ruin any kind of momentum that they had going into this season with the current roster that they have at the current moment in time? So Monday was always their, you know, uh, you know, self-imposed deadline. What they didn't want to have happen is, as you guys know with Media Day, is that all the players show up, they wear their jerseys, they record what they're going to do for their TV partners, they record what they're going to say during the games. You know, when you go to a game and LeBron's on the screen, you know, saying, hey, make sure you do do this that like that is all recorded on media day so their kind of self-imposed deadline and that's still the case by the way like as we talk on a thursday uh their deadline for making a deal and saying okay this is our team is still monday and if no trade happens by monday morning and russell westbrook is at media day recording hey laker fans it's russell westbrook let's get you know let's get pumped I mean, again, not, not not that they can't make a deal following that, but you've effectively said, hey, we did our best. We are moving forward with this guy. So um, there's no momentum to be stopped. There's nothing to ruin. Camp hasn't started. Uh, you know, the first preseason game is October 3rd, I think. Um, the Lakers did want to make a deal before Monday, and they haven't. But uh, by the way, wouldn't be shocked, guys. Wouldn't be shocked if if we get a, like an alert from Wojcik Shams, uh, you know, sometime Friday or sometime over the weekend that a deal has happened. 
what would that deal be now though because indiana's gm said that miles turner who knows if this is just a leverage play but he literally said that miles turner will be on the opening day roster and now as as brandon mentioned bogdanovich got traded to detroit so would it be maybe a san antonio deal because that was floated around a doug mcdermott yaka pertle josh richardson package and basically you get to offload westbrook's contract because right now the options are very very thin yeah i think the biggest the biggest thing for the lakers is finding a way to move Russell Westbrook and I think the hope at the beginning was uh, you know like yeah let's get some really good players to help us they're they're kind of almost in a position of we don't want this guy here so is there a scenario where we could just like 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 unload his contract unload Russell Westbrook but you can't do a John Wall deal with him you, you can't effectively tell him to stay home by the way Russell Westbrook and whether this is I'm sure this is intentional He's been at everything. He's been at the hand press conference. He was like the the only player there with Austin Reeves. He was at the Pat Bev press conference. I think he was the only player there. I mean, he is always there. There is no way that you're going to tell him to just go home. So there may be value in just saying, hey, can you take this guy off of our hands and we'll take back some players and things like that. But it, they're in a tough spot right now. Because I really think that they want to find a way to get a new home for him. Um, So what that trade looks like, I'm not entirely sure. But I I do think that the Lakers went from let's ship him and get some value back to let's find a way to move him on. Let's find a way to get his contract off the books, get him out of the locker room. He's not going to help us win. Let's move on. And speaking of moving on, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend, Nick Hamilton. When we return on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Sporting Tribune guest hotline right now. The Sporting Tribune is your go-to destination for the best coverage of your favorite teams in Southern California, Las Vegas, and Hawaii. Visit thesportingtribune.com today, and here he is, a Sporting Tribune 
contributor. Front page story right now on the Las Vegas Aces, our main man, Nick Hamilton. Nick, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm just not sacrificing the 80 for the 20. <laughs> Nick, let's start with the WNBA Finals right there. It was a fantastic finals. Las Vegas gets its first major professional sports championship, first major professional sports parade down the strip. Uh, fantastic to see. You've covered that team for quite some time. Your thoughts? Well, all I can say is women do it better, right? I mean, they they, they went ahead and took care of business. Uh, they brought, like you said, the first champ professional championship to the city of Las Vegas, which is a growing media metropolis, obviously with the Raiders and the Golden Knights being there. And there's also talk of the NBA team uh, coming relatively soon and possibly an MLB team. Um, the Las Vegas Aces made sure that they took care of business on the floor, off the floor. Asia Wilson, I mean, what can we say? I mean, already first ballot Hall of Famer whenever she decides to retire. Um, you know, Chelsea Gray, finals MVP, Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young, but the, you know, coach of the year, Becky Hammond, but I can't just give all the credit to Becky Hammond. I mean, look at the the, the diverse coaching staff that she put together um, that had such incredible basketball minds. Um, you know, and she'll tell you that she couldn't do it by herself. She had to have a team of, of people around her. Um, and they fought it out. They gutted it out. And I called the Aces in four. I'll say that now. I thought the parade was absolutely incredible. I'm, I'm glad to see the fans come out and really support that team the way they need to be supported. And then it can no longer be said that, Nobody pays attention to women's sports or women's basketball because Las Vegas proved it the other day with not only with that parade, but throughout the entire season of them supporting that team. And let me tell you something. If you've never been to a Las Vegas Aces game, it is absolutely lit. And it and I've been there during the regular season from time to time. But man, during the finals, it was turned up another notch. The energy was, you know, the vibrations were incredible. I mean, the energy was, was raw and uncut. I mean, the fans were in there. They had sellout consecutive crowds. I mean, it was amazing to watch that team, and I've been able to cover that team for the last three seasons, and it's been amazing to see the growth and development of not only that team, but that organization. And props to Mark Davis for willing to be having the willingness to invest into a team like the WNBA, and they have a practice facility coming, I believe, in another yeah. year or so on Henderson uh, that will be completed, and they'll have a state-of-the-art facility, much like how we've seen uh, you know, with the Rams locker room and the Chargers locker room and other, other locker rooms around the country with uh, various sporting franchises. So congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces. They did a magnificent job. Uh, Nick, you covered the Sparks and you still continue to do so. Really speak to the fact, because you, you you brought this up, you know, the, the impact that a coach has, the impact that a team has when you say, listen, we're going to hire the best coach. We're going to surround that coach with great, uh, uh, you know, talented assistant coaches. Um Again, unfortunately, I don't know why the Sparks continue to go back to that well of he was a former Lakers. He was a former Laker. Great. How key was the coach here? Well, I used to cover the Sparks. Let me be clear because okay. I don't cover the Sparks anymore. I haven't covered them for probably about three years now. Um, but, I mean, just still being able to be tapped into what they're doing. Um I think it's just about organization. It's about structure. It's about having a vision. And Ever since Johnny Buss sold the team um, back in the day, the Sparks really have not been the same. They haven't had the same leadership style. They haven't had the same structure, unfortunately, and it's been a trickle-down effect. Um, they really haven't had the, 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 the ownership that they need to really invest the monies and the time into building a, a winning culture. There's no winning culture with the Sparks. I'm sorry. There really isn't. I mean, thank God for Neka Gumbake and her and her winning ways. 
Um, but you got to give that girl some help. I mean, yeah, she's an un, 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 unrestricted free agent. More than likely, she'll probably resign with the Sparks if she wants to stay in L.A. Um, why, I don't know. Uh, but, however, she wants to stay in L.A., and I, I commend her for that. Um, but that organization has not been the organization that they should have been in the number two market. Even Diane Taurasi came out and said that organization was not the best organization. I'm paraphrasing what she said, and she was absolutely right. I mean, I've seen things in that organization that, most people won't even understand um, just being around it for so long. And the fact that you lose three key players that have now gone on to become champions, Raquana Williams, Chelsea Gray now two-time champion, uh, Candace Parker two-time champion, um, you know, a future Hall of Famer. You know, the fact that you lost that is, 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 is ridiculous to me. When you see an organization like the Las Vegas Aces ran from top to bottom and the classiness and the vision that they had and the, the type of characters of people that they've hired in various upper management positions, you see the care, you see the concern, you see the culture that they've developed and they were smart enough and they had to take a, you know, that it was a, a major decision to get rid of uh, Bill Lane beer and to bring in somebody like a Becky Hammond um, and to give her the salary that they gave her, but it paid off in a major way. It took a, they took some hits. Uh, there was some controversy, obviously with Becky Hammond coming in and taking that million dollars. Uh, being the, the head coach and the GM, but obviously it paid off well, and they, but they had to have the foresight and the vision to do so. And unfortunately, the Sparks don't have that. Until they get real ownership in there and get a structure in there, um, they're going to continue to be mediocre. And it's going to be a shame to watch if NECA decides to resign with the Sparks to watch her continue to go year after year without competing for a championship. Nick, the biggest story of the day, and honestly, we're probably going to be seeing a lot more of this story, the Ime Udoka story with the Celtics. I wanted to ask you about that. He is facing a one-year suspension for a consensual relationship with a female member of, of the Celtics staff. What are your overall thoughts on this whole situation? Oh, Ime. Oh, Ime. <laughs> Fumbling the 80 for the 20. Well, let's, let me say this. According to my man, shout out to my man, Brandon Scooby Robinson, who first reported about Nia Long and Ime being separated at the time of this cons so-called consensual engagement um, or entanglement, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, but at the same time, there was a reason why they separated to begin with. And all I will say is this, is, this goes deeper than just infidelity. I will say this much. You don't crap where you eat. And unfortunately, Ime did that and it violated a lot of situations. And there's, there's, there's a lot of information that's going to come out. I can't really get into the depth of, of it, what's going to come out. Um, but let's just say it's deeper than infidelity. And for them to have to, to, to talk about suspending him for a season or possible termination where the key card no longer works in Boston, um, that is very, very serious. First of all, I don't understand Ime even doing something that like that. Um, knowing the consequences and the ramifications that surround his hiring, knowing the importance of his position. And first of all, you black in Boston. What the hell did you think was going to happen when you, you knew they were waiting for you to screw up? I mean, if you spit sideways on the sidewalk, they're waiting for you to, to tell that. So you can, you, you, uh, you got to understand where you are. You got to understand what the ramifications are as far as the organization that you're with. And everybody wants to talk about, oh, man, the Celtics shouldn't have leaked their information. Well, that may be true. But at the same time, if you didn't do what, you, what you've what you done, <laughs> it would be nothing to leak out, right? So, again, he he's not only ruined himself, 
but he's also affected the team because now the team that, that, that has grown with him, that he took that team and that collective to the NBA Finals against a very well-oiled Golden State Warriors team, now they, how can they build off of that without having their leadership on the sidelines guiding them potentially back to that same opportunity um, if he's going to be suspended for a year or, or possibly terminated? So you affect your decisions affect other people, whether you realize it or not. And now those players, unfortunately, are affected and had nothing to do with your decision-making or lack of, of, of sensible decision-making that you decided to do uh, because you simply could not resist the temptation of what you did. Yeah, Nick, um, you know, I'm going to switch the conversation up real quick to talk about the Rams this weekend. They have a divisional matchup against the Cardinals. What do you want to see from the Rams other than not blowing a big lead? Um, <laughs> you know, like from the offensive line, from Stafford, from Cup, or whoever it may be, in a divisional game, they really need to win. It's absolutely a must win um, because these divisional games are going to be crucial if you're trying to capture another NFC West uh, title. And so when you look at the Rams, I want to see more of the running game. I love, I like, I like what I saw in week two with Daryl Henderson. Obviously, Cam Akers started to really start to come alive a little bit, um, where he, whether he caught in the backfield or he was actually running the ball. Um, I want to see a lot more of the running game. I want to see more targets to Allen Robinson. I think that, that was success that proved to be successful last week as they continue to build that chemistry between himself and Matthew Stafford. And also too defensively, um, the interior uh defense, I like to see more intensity. I obviously gonna have to be on Kyler Murray the entire game because he likes to run around. Um, but they're gonna keep their eyes on Hollywood Brown, obviously, um, and, and make sure that Jalen Ramsey doesn't get cooked. Uh, like we've seen in times prior, he's going to have to really be on his A game. And my question, is, you know, to to guys that I've spoken with, is the fact that, hey, what if Jalen Ramsey switches positions? Would that make him a better, more effective weapon instead of being at corner, moving him to safety, where he has the ability to kind of roam around a little a little freer and be able to be more impactful on the defensive side, especially in the secondary? Um, so that'll be interesting to see if that happens at some point, but. Again, I think uh, Sean McVay does have Cliff Kingsbury's number. Um, I expect the Rams to go in there. It's going to be a very hostile environment, um, especially with the Cardinals coming off that incredible win in Las Vegas against the Raiders in overtime when they were trailing 23-7 to in the fourth quarter and ended up winning that game. That's a huge momentum builder. Um, when, we, when I spoke with Cliff Kingsbury this week, uh, he was just saying how much of a momentum builder and booster that was for his team, especially on the eve of preparing for a divisional opponent like the Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams. So that could potentially carry over um, as far as their momentum, as far as their confidence level, and being able to be very, very aggressive on the offense and defensive ends um, against the Rams. Nick, I want to go back to this email story um, in Boston. Um, and I don't know if it's fair to ask this because she's technically um, under him. Um, and he is her boss, but is it fair for her to get some kind of punishment, like any kind of punishment, for for uh, also being a part of this? Well, I will say this much: is more details that will be coming. Could, could out. you guys I'm hear sure. me? Sorry. I'm sure there are more details that will be coming out um, in the near future. 
um, that will pr pretty much give some more clarity to the situation on who's, who's really at fault, who's not, um, why the punishments have come down the way they're going to come down. Um, and I'm sure a decision will be reached probably in the next week or so as far as the, the, the fate of uh, E-May and his, and his coaching uh, employment opportunity. Because, again, there's a lot that's coming out. There's a lot of things that we're just seeing on the surface because what Woj and Shams dropped, uh, you know, within the last 24 hours. Um, and everybody, like I said, wants to criticize the Celtics for leaking the information or potentially leaking the information. But again, if you don't do anything, there's nothing to leak. So you can't just look at the Celtics organization and as, and as a whole, as a culprit. You also have to look at them, yes, but you also have to look at E-Man, his decision making and those parties that are involved in this whole entire fiasco. Um, and again, like I said time and time again, um, you are a brother in Boston no room for me to be messing up like that i'll just leave it at that just to add on a little bit more context because we just got some more news nick chris mannix of sports illustrated just tweeted out that ime udoka has considered resigning and also um richard jefferson had two tweets that he just dropped he said when you guys found out find out the truth and then the eye emojis and then he said Ask yourself if it's consensual, then why the suspension and the length? I don't know what that means, but yeah, what what are your thoughts on on those? Well, I, again, I say this much: <laughs> it goes deeper than the surface. And so, Richard Jefferson and anybody like that, yeah, we all could talk about a consensual relationship, and I do believe it was consensual between the parties involved. But it's the it's about how you went about it and who it directly affects, and the people around the situation whom it affects. That's why it's at the magnitude that it is, because the people and the parties involved around the parties involved that it directly affects. And it's not a good look either way, but it's damn sure not a good look for E-May. Um, so I'm, I'm sure there are going to be a lot of people jumping in Neil Long's DMs today and the weeks to follow uh, to try to shoot their shot. Real quick backstory. Chris Maddox's yeah. brother yeah. is a ball boy for the Celtics. Uh, the you know Chris Maddox himself, I believe, used to be a ball boy for the Celtics. And I say that respectfully. I'm just telling you guys that uh, they are very connected. So for for Chris to say that um, would not be shocked. And again, uh, Nick is being very responsible here. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that will be coming out uh, again. And we talked about it in the first segment. Would really be shocked if uh, if if there isn't a yeah. resignation at some point. I mean, it's very hard to imagine he's going to be suspended for the entire season and then come back in June or July. Mm. It's just not likely. And sad Arash because it's really it's it's affecting a lot of people but it's also yep. sad because this is a young man that had an opportunity that where the, the main stage was set for him we got a yep. chance to really see his coaching style we saw the impact that he made on guys like Jason Tatum and other guys on the squad and I really hope this doesn't affect the future of black coaches getting opportunities in these various markets because they worried about conduct they worried about morale and, and, and they try to typecast um, you know coaches and other coaches of color from getting opportunities like this because of one man's mistake um that is one man's mistake i don't think that that the the overall consensus should be that hey we have to start having morals clauses uh for coaches especially coaches of color uh to come in and get these opportunities i think that this should be taken on a person-to-person -person basis um i hope the next opportunity 
um, is, you know, uh, another black coach or a coach that's qualified to be able to lead that team. But I hope it doesn't cut off the opportunity for black coaches around the league to get uh, opportunities like this because of one man's mistake. I think that's that's terrible, and I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, there's no no doubt about that. I mean, and really, the, the reason that this is such a fascinating story, and the reason that you know he wasn't just let go. Um, I mean, you're talking about one of the best young coaches in the league. You're talking about a yes. guy who you know you know top five coach right now. Uh, you know, was a couple of wins away from winning a championship. Um, so we'll see how all this plays out in terms of the news and the information that comes out. Um, last few minutes with you, uh, Nick. I think everyone uh, is very excited about USC this season. They go on the road to Corvallis. Historically speaking, very uh, tough game, usually a, a kind of a trap game. But the way Caleb mm-hmm. Williams is playing, the way USC is playing, their defense may not be great. I don't know if they have to be, Nick. I mean, if they're, if they're going to score 50 points a game, they'll be just fine. Yeah, but here's the problem, Rush. I agree with you. I think the offense is absolutely sensational. I think Caleb Williams is, is a godsend. I've been telling you this for years. We need a physically mobile, athletic quarterback, much like how we saw with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud at Ohio State and Alabama, respectfully. Um, so they, USC finally got them got the memo. This is the assignment. They finally got the assignment. However, in Corvallis against Oregon State, they like to run the ball. And as we saw, had issues on the defensive end speaking of usc they cannot stop the run they're gonna be able to have to stop the run somehow some way you don't have to be an incredible alabama style or georgia style defense but you do have to have a be a significant defense to be able to stop the run because you can't just throw darts and throw points and think that's going to save you every time because they have two tough tests in the pac-12 coming up at utah on a friday night in october and then at UCLA, which always plays USC tough no matter what their record is. And then, of course, they got a, a tough matchup at the end of the year if Notre Dame can figure it out against Notre Dame at the Coliseum in order for them to get to the Pac-12 championship, which is their ultimate goal. So they're going to have to tighten up because they've been shaking like a stripper late and uh, on, <laughs> on defense, and it ain't, it ain't been working. So they're going to have to really tighten it up at Corvallis and really show that they can stop the run at least to be able to move forward and, and set up for the showdown against Utah in a, in a couple of weeks. Nick, last 60 seconds with you. Uh, UCLA, uh, listen, they, they haven't played good opponents. Troy Aikman was talking about they should move to a like on-campus 20,000-seat like soccer stadium. Your thoughts on the state of UCLA football, real quick. Love Troy Aikman, man. He was He's the realest of the real. He, he, I mean, he nailed it. He nailed it on the head. I mean, that's exactly what it is. UCLA has to step up. The fan base needs to step up. Um, but they got to start winning games. Why the hell am I going to come way out to the Rose Bowl and sit out there in the sun if my team is looking like absolute hot garbage? It's not going to happen. Or look mediocre, I should say. Not hot garbage, but mediocre. <laughs> Listen, they they haven't lost, but they've been playing, uh, you know, not good opponents, quite frankly, right? And uh, uh, listen, this doesn't mean that they got to move into a 20,000-seat soccer stadium. But at the same time, 100,000-seat Rose Bowl is way too big. It has always been way too big for UCLA. They'll never pack that place. They'll only pack it one time a year for USC. So, you know. It is what it is. Nick, you're the best. I will uh, see you this weekend, I'm sure. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy. 
This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.